Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doralstown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear a Sunday sermon along with the scripture lesson read by that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all of our diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. From the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I invite you to um, find that in your Bible and your two if you'd like. Um, and follow along or, or listen. And let's listen to the word of God. This is about the visit of the wise men. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born, king of the Jews? For we observed that his star is rising and have come to pay homage to him. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go! And search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, They were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another the word of the Lord. I wanted to thank some of the Jensen family for coming forward, uh, for bringing our wise people, wise men, uh, the Magi, to complete our set. The set I was gifted by a former congregation. It was the practice. It was a small congregation. It was the practice for someone who did metal, art, and stained glass work to gift the entire congregation a set each year. And so one of the first years they got the Holy Family as, you know, the starter nativity set. And then a little bit later they got camels 
and they got a shepherd and then Wiseman another year. And I came so late in their you know, church history that I was just gifted the whole set all at once. And it was given to me and I have loved it and I'm happy to share it with you today because it's a wonderful focal point for what we're going to talk about. This isn't my only nativity set. Uh, maybe some of you have other nativity sets. And one thing that we have in our own household is a tradition that the wise people, the magi, the wise persons, they don't come to the nativity, the, the, the important scene, the baby, until later. So when we take all of our Christmas decorations out at you know, the beginning of December, the wise people are somewhere else in the house. And it's almost like a precursor to Elf in the Shelf, where you know, they're on the wall somewhere, they're up above the television, sometimes we put them in another room, because they're on a journey. They're on a journey to come to the Holy Family. And so sometimes we move them in the middle of December just to continue their journey. But here they are now. As we celebrate Epiphany, which is the celebration of when the wise men came. And so we take a moment to be, um, to, to think about them. We don't know a lot about the wise men, uh, but we do know a few things. And I thought I would share with you, perhaps you know, their sources beyond the Bible because all we really get is wise men. They might be in, uh, astronomers because they were looking so closely at the stars. And if they came from out east, they might have been Zoroastrian. And so that's a religion that relies heavily on the stars. So that's a pretty good guess. And it doesn't matter whether you call them magi or wise men or wise people. We're not exactly sure about all of those things. And then our scripture for today, we realize that there's a couple of facts. Jesus had been born in Bethlehem. The Magi arrive from a far-off country, and they follow this star, and they ask around once they come here. And there was a king at the time. His name was King Herod, and he was already feeling overshadowed by this other king, this infant king, Jesus. And whenever you feel like your power is being usurped, now that's a really big word, Whenever you feel like your power is being threatened, whenever you feel like your power is being pushed over, you start to get twitchy. You start to get nervous and wonder, what am I going to do? So he calls together all of his closest advisors to figure out what he's going to do. Herod wants to find this baby Jesus. But he doesn't want to find the baby Jesus in the same way that the wise people do. They want to find him because they want to experience this wonder and this awe. Look how wonderful this is. Herod wants to find him to get rid of him so that he can be back into power. But God is more powerful than all of that. And so the wise men go and visit Mary and Joseph and find the baby. And it says in the Bible that when the star came and it stopped over the baby Jesus, they were overjoyed because they had found what they wanted to. And maybe you know this part of the story. Of course, we bring gifts to one another because the wise men gave gifts to one another. So they got him gold, which is a symbol of power and kingdom, right? Jesus was king. Frankincense, because he was wise. And myrrh, because of his own healing he would do to people, but also the healing that would happen 
because of his sufferings. And then the Magi leave, and the Magi know that they need to worship. And from there, the Holy Family uses those gifts, very precious gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, so that they can have their time in Egypt, because they were there for a very long time, and they needed to have money in order to live in this foreign country. So we can only think about who the Magi might be. Royalty, astrologers, philosophers. We don't know if there were three of them. We don't know if there were males or females. We don't know if there were a lot of them. Maybe they brought their young adults with them or maybe even their children. But we can learn something from them, that they observe this star and they want to know more. And they journey physically towards Christ. They crossed over geographical boundaries, political and religious boundaries, ethnic boundaries, language boundaries, cultural boundaries, all to seek out this newborn child. And that's an important thing because how hard is it for us to come and learn about this child? Certainly not all of those boundaries, but yet here we are still coming and learning. It's with that yearning to have this journey to get to know Christ and closer to Christ that I propose this new practice, which is why there's, if you came in this way, you see there's a whole bunch of yellow stars sitting here on the communion table. And in a moment, you're going to have a chance to get one yourself. I first learned about this practice called Star Words several years ago, and in the Presbyterian tradition, it's about 10 to 15 years old. And it's when folks are invited to come forward later, pick up a star for themselves, and look at the word as they might be able to reflect on it. Now, it's different than when you go to a Chinese restaurant and after you finish, you get a fortune cookie and it has some words on there that you might live by for the rest of the moment or just laugh about it. It's a process in which we're asked to pay attention to something and understanding what this word might mean for this new year. Now sometimes I've gotten them and I've come up to a communion table and gotten one myself. Sometimes I've done it as a devotion and when it's in a smaller room you can almost hear the, oh, ah, or nope, and they wanna put it back. And in fact, there's no star police, so if you come up here and you look at a word and it's just not jiving with you, you can put it back and take another one, because I am positive that you will find some guidance in your word. Because it's not about the particular word, it's about the journey. So what are star words? They're just a list of intentional words, and one word is written on each star, And you're going to come up in a few moments. And for those of you who are watching online, there's going to be a picture with a whole bunch of star words. And you can almost just close your eyes and move your hand around and just pick one. And that will be your star word. And you write it down. And bonus points if you're able to make it into a star. You can even cut it out if you'd like. Now, after you get your word, we're going to do some initial work with it. Uh, You'll see it maybe regularly throughout your day or even throughout your year. But there's a reason why we might do these star words. It's a moment to realize that 
the Magi used all of their resources, and so why not have another new spiritual practice in your life? We know that there's multiple ways that we can be guided by God, so be open to what this way might mean for you. And also, there is a moment to have an intentional word so that you can think through something and focus how you might be guided this year. And then most of our spiritual practices involve us talking to God. This might be a moment for us to be silent and listen for what God has for us. And then the hardest thing is to receive. We're so good at giving because that means we are full to the top, right? But this moment, God is asking us to receive something. Receive your word. So at this time, I invite you to come forward, and if you need some help, I'm happy to bring you a star word. And we even have a more kid-oriented table off to the side that has some easier words for them to be a part of. So at this time, I invite you to come forward and receive your star word. Okay, now comes the hard work. Hold your word in your hand or on your piece of paper. And if you need an adult sitting next to you to work on it, that's fine too. Read your word in silence. Read your word out loud in a whisper. What does this word mean? You can answer that rhetorically to yourself. What does this word mean? Now that's your first knowledge of what your word means. Later I charge you to go look it up in the dictionary. What does the word mean again and more? Maybe in a different language, in a different place. Where did it come from? What's the root origin of it? Is there more to the definition of your word than meets the eye? Do you already have this word as your own gift or talent or interest? Do you already have this word as your own gift or talent or interest? Or could it be something new for you to explore and learn? Who around you has this word? And could they share it with you? Who around you already has this word? And could they share it with you? Have you already felt or experienced this word? Was it a long time ago? A distant memory? Did it happen this morning? And lastly, where would you like to put this star word in your house so that you can be reminded of it and wonder about it sometime beyond today? I can't wait to see how this word is a glimpse into your new year and how you can catch a glimpse of the holy 
Let us pray. God of open horizons and open roads, like the Magi did so many years ago, we are here seeking you. Step by step, we have wandered into this space and place. And step by step, you have claimed us, loved us, fed us, and continued us on this journey. Today, we have drawn starwards. And for some, these words are full of meaning and challenge and invitation already. For others, these words are a blank canvas inviting you into our lives. So as a new year dawns, we pray that just as you have spoken to the generations before us, that you would speak to us again. Allow us to use these star words as a tool that might help us hear you more clearly. May they guide us as the star guided the Magi. And in a year, may we find ourselves here together again with mouths full of praise for you in the ways in which you have been present with us. Together we play, pray all of these things. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.